Hey all and welcome to the Courageous Mama podcast. Thank you for your lovely notes after last week when I shared that I came to the end of 20 years of home educating children. He's gone off into school and all is well. This week I want to talk about the word attachment. We often hear it, don't we? But I do notice that we all have quite different concepts of what that might be. But what we have in common, I think, is that we all want to launch young adults into the world secure enough to take on adventures and challenges, but in the knowledge that they're deeply loved back at base by us and that we're here to comfort and encourage. And during childhood, they're watching us to see how we do that and whether we're going to offer the type of support that they need when the bigger moments come along. So I thought today I'd share a reflective tool that gives us an opportunity to consider what sort of parenting we default to and whether we want to balance that out at all so that we're all we need to be during childhood and when they launch. I'm going to loosely base this on something called the circle of security. So do look it up if you're interested to learn more. But for now, I'm going to take an aspect of attachment and make it very easy and accessible for us all. Picture, if you will, a line drawing of a rugby ball shape with its two points in front of you, one on the left and one on the right. And then, of course, that arc over the top, attaching those two points and the arc underneath going back to the first point. So on the left point is you and your child, your nest with your loving arms to release them out over that top arc to their adventures. That right point is adventure. And that starts right from when they're small. It could be crawling away from you on a rug towards a toy. They'll be crawling over that top arc towards that adventure and then they'll come back on that bottom arc back towards the security of your comfort where your arms are open and ready and waiting. And as they get a little bit bigger, the adventures change. Maybe on the opposite point of adventure, there's a piece of play equipment in the park. They go off and then they return. And then it's a play date or their first day at school, maybe their first sleepover, a party, a PGL trip. And these adventures soon turn into their first solo trip to town or their first time on a bus, exams, a date, their first flight, a year abroad, moving out, a first baby, (laughs) the circle of life. And whatever age they're at, there'll be little and large things that require courage along the way. And I think we think of courage sometimes as bungee jumps or fighting lions and tigers, but actually courage could be having a difficult conversation. I've just been chatting to my daughter today on the way to an audition. Big courage, possible rejection, an adventure. And different children will find different things easy or hard. Something that requires courage for you might be easy for me. Something that requires courage for me might come easy to you. And different parents will find it easier or harder to watch their children rising to courage and heading for adventure. And the point of today is to work out which of your needs and which of the child's needs 
you're nurturing along the way. Let me explain. But I'll start by asking you this question and bear in mind there's no wrong and no right answer. Are you more inclined towards the top arc or the bottom one? That top one that says go, fly, discover, be curious, stretch some neurons. Or that bottom arc that says hey, welcome back, I'm here, you're safe, how did it go? Let's chat it through, I'll protect you. I mean, I bet you'll be good at both, but what I'm asking is, which one are you most naturally inclined to? Which one makes you feel most comfortable? And as I say, there's no right or wrong, but would you recognise you've got a preferred arc? And quite often, your partner will be the opposite to you. I'll come clean, I'm the top one. Go, fly, have adventures. Our eldest was packed off to China with a backpack and a bicycle at 17 and slept under bridges and ate unrecognisable food. And my husband, on the other hand, he sees them to the end of the driveway through their school years. He makes them breakfast. He drives them to the bus stop in the rain. So I can acknowledge straight off the bat that he's far nicer than me. But is he? So over the years, he's had to navigate the tightrope walk of that top arc and I've had to learn to pay attention to that bottom arc. And I'll share why we need to challenge ourselves to get used to the arc that we find harder because it's best for our kids both now and in the future. But first, let me illustrate with a story. On Saturday, Johnny was sitting with me whilst I did the Wordle challenge. For those of you who aren't into it, it's a one word challenge a day and you have to find a word by deducing where the letters go and it's a five part challenge. Now my husband and Johnny both knew that the word was Robin so they had to keep quiet. Now I'm sorry if Con doesn't come off terribly well here but he could start his own podcast but <laughs> maybe I'll need to pick a more self-depreciating illustration next time. Or you could go to last year's April Fool's Day where my children did a grand job, all five of them, of doing all the depreciation I could possibly need. But anyway, back to the story. As I got through the word sequences, Con started mumbling the answer. First of all, he was sort of going, mm-hmm. And then he was going, wrong. Fortunately, I was so deep in concentration that I didn't hear him. But Johnny dobbed him in afterwards and I said, you're joking. You were giving me the answer. And then he said something genius. You see, he does come up well in the end. He said, I was trying to put me out of your misery. We had a jolly good laugh because it's a brilliant one liner for what we as parents so often do. We put ourselves out of their misery. Or we put them out of our misery. But it's the noble act of supposedly rescuing them. And actually, we're rescuing ourselves. We call it kind. We call it nurturing. We call it supportive. We call it attachment. We call it love. And of course, sometimes it is. But sometimes we're rescuing ourselves from watching struggle. From watching growth happen. If we live on the bottom arc... We can rescue them before they really get a chance to try. We can run after them with forgotten items. We can tie their shoelaces, do their homework or projects, cover their mistakes, even lie for them. 
or step in when we should be stepping aside. If we live on the top arc, we can overlook their emotional needs. We can push instead of encourage, be absent when they need presence, miss what they're trying to say and not support their need for help. Overexpose them, expect too much, step aside when we should be stepping up. So let's look at what's on each arc so that we can redress the balance. That top arc is a place where we pay attention. We listen to their needs. Now this requires wisdom because I'm not talking about their wants, not doing it for them, but seeing what they need from us in order to keep going towards that adventure and not reacting to our own needs. That top arc is where we encourage and delight in their adventure, engage what they need from us. And what are those needs on the bottom arc as they've had their adventure and they're homing back to us? Whether that's over the phone as it was for me today or whether that's in our presence. Is it celebration? Is it comfort? Is it a space to process what just happened? What's their need? We might have the need to hug them and say it's all going to be okay. What's their need? Are we paying attention or are we giving them what makes us feel good? Let's use the example of tying a shoelace. That could be literal or metaphorical. On that top arc, maybe they need us to believe in them. Maybe they don't need us to swoop in and tie that shoelace. Perhaps they need more time. Perhaps they need us to be there to answer questions, to not preempt, to let them get it wrong on the way to getting it right. On that bottom arc, do they need us to celebrate their effort, even if it wasn't a victory? Or empathise with how challenging it felt? Maybe they need us to listen to what they had to say about the experience, to relive it as we listen to it, to validate their feelings. Whether that's tying a shoelace or taking an exam or initiating a breakup. If it's something that requires courage, there's a top arc and a bottom arc. Although I will acknowledge the bottom arc is more of a smile because it's inverted. My 23-year-old daughter needed me to put courage into her this morning and remind her that her ability and her value is not attached to the outcome. And in about an hour or so, I'll be listening to see what her needs are as she comes back along that bottom arc, albeit over the phone. And I hope I'll be meeting her needs and not just stroking my own. It doesn't get any less nerve-wracking as they get older as we watch them go on their adventures. Do you know, we could do a whole childhood and more besides of meeting our own needs whilst fooling ourselves that we're meeting theirs. So the challenge today is to know which arc you default to and ask yourself if you're assessing their real need or meeting your own, putting yourself out of their misery or putting them out of your misery. Are you doing the homework projects so that they'll look good and in turn you'll look good? Or to avoid the pain of their process of doing it? Or perhaps to avoid their avoidance of doing it? Or they're doing it badly? What did they really need from you? Are you running that gym kit in because of their misery? 
or your misery at the thought of their misery? Or are you just avoiding the backlash if you don't run it in? What do they need? Not what do they want, what do they need from you? Are you encouraging them out of that comfy nest today towards adventure because of your need for them to have experiences, your desire for them to grow? There are so many good motives in all of these things, but there are also motives that are more about our needs. And so sometimes it's good to just stand back and examine our motives, to go at the pace that's right for them, not just right for us. So what does a healthy picture look like? Well, it starts with that nurture in the nest on the left-hand side of our picture. And then as they go off to their adventure over that top arc, to the other side of the rug, the playground, the world, to really watch out for their needs. It might not be what you think it is. And then as they come back after their quest, what do they need from you? Your parents may have got the balance right, or they might not have done sometimes. But do you know what it feels like when somebody's overhelping or under-supportive? What does support look like to your child in each scenario? And what do you need to resist? Do you need to avoid chewing your fingernails off and fearful cautioning? Or do you need to avoid telling them they'll be fine and missing their facial cues? Balancing out that arc is healthy attachment. Which arc are you on? Which arc needs more of you and which arc needs less of you? Getting that balance right avoids smothering, it avoids rejection, it avoids us projecting our needs onto our children. We respond rather than react. It connects us. It meets their need. That's healthy attachment. And it gives them that confidence that we'll be the right sort of help when the stakes get bigger. I'd love to hear how that goes for you. I'd love to hear which arc you're on and which arc you'd like to spend more time on and what that looks like for you. I love it when I hear back from you. And for those of you who enjoy this sort of thing and want to know how to healthily attach to your child, want to grow an emotionally secure child, you'll love the book Parenting for Life. I'll put a link below and you can go to the show notes and you can pop across or you can find it on the Courageous Mama blog. And it's at a special listener's price for you. And if you feel like you could do with a bit of help in family life, just someone to listen to you and support you as you nurture and grow your children, there's a connection down there in the show notes also, and you can book up some time with me. In the meanwhile, have a great half term if that's coming up for you. If you're living in England, that may well be. If you're living in Australia, New Zealand or some of the other places that you connect in from, that won't be the case, but you might be enjoying some sunnier weather than us. Have a great week. I'll see you next week.